0: I could have had a baby.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Geek Chew. We are back after nine months off. Nine months. I had to look it up.
0: I could have had a baby, (laughs) but thank goodness I didn't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was thinking, also. (laughs) All right. Yeah. So uh, we've moved to Florida in that time span. It's been great so far.
0: We're just starting out lying.
1: Okay. We definitely moved to Florida. The great parts. Whatever. You're going to alienate all our Florida listeners. <laughs> right. <I forgot. laughs> Although we have been to Universal about 10 times since we've been here. Has it really been 10? I don't know. It's got to be at least 10. Right? It's a lot. It's we've a, been lot. a lot. It's we've that's been here been for very fun. five months, right? Yes. The wizarding world is the best part.
0: It really is. Yeah. I could spend a lot of time there, which we and have. We do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so works.
0: We all have our wands now.
1: It's, that's true. Mm-hmm. All five of us. It's crazy. Uh, because they're expensive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, but, you know, collecting them over a long period of time. They use gift money for the kids. Right. Yeah. So, you know, they're just as into it as we are. I think it's weirdest that we both have our own ones and not just the kids, but.
1: Yeah, maybe. We don't have to look too deeply into that though. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so obviously we're in a new space. Hopefully it doesn't sound super, super crazy. It's pretty open here, but um, what are you well, gonna do? So I don't know. Uh, what we're gonna do is try to record two episodes today. Uh, this one, we'll be doing Aquaman and Die Number One, Mm-hmm. Image comics from Kieran Gillen and Stephanie Hans, and also our book club book. Which remember <laughs> the book club book? It was a uh, history of wolves, and it took us pretty much nine months to finish it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll get well, into that.
0: By us, you're like grouping us together. Sorry, because... it took you
1: seven months. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah, so our other episode is going to be our top movies of, of 2018, which a little late to the game, I guess, considering the speed of uh, other people's release lists.
0: Yeah, but this is other people's like career. We have jobs.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I don't think Aquaman is i know it's not gonna be on my list although i did really enjoy it it's not in my top five i can't per believe se. that
0: you're already spoiling the well next i'm just episode. saying
1: that's what we're gonna get into aquaman now because we had planned to but it is also not in my top five so it just kind of works out and if it's on your top five which i don't know if it is we'll just yeah because skim i'm it.
0: not giving stuff away like <laughs> i'm sticking to you know
1: yes, spoiler alert
0: you're supposed to say that before the spoiler
1: yeah <laughs> it's, it's too late <laughs> i could cut it in anyway
0: yeah let's moving on then i'm sorry
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway so what was your your overall impression of aquaman like how do you how do you think it's stacked up to the other dc movies that in this iteration of the the dc universe
0: um it's definitely number two yeah yes um And it was awesome. Right
1: behind Batman v Superman. Get
0: (laughs) the fuck out. No. (laughs) It um, was so fun to watch. It really was. And I didn't feel like anything felt like over the top, which is weird because everything was over the top, right?
1: Yeah. It was definitely over the top. And I mean, just visually, um, it was so... It was so over the top, but also it was so creative and it was so beautiful to look at. Yes. It was um, kind of crazy. Like the cinematography was, was so good. The special effects were so good. Uh, we were talking about the other the other day, I guess, the, by the other day. I mean like three weeks ago. But uh, they had released the short list for VFX, you know, Oscar. hmm Contenders and Aquaman wasn't even on the short list. What? Yeah, crazy, right? That is crazy. Uh, and James Wan, the director, like put out some negative feedback for uh, for those nominations. Oh. <laughs> uh, A salty. And just backing up his his um his team that you know produced the visual effects, he was like upset. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was crazy how beautiful it was like when uh they're swimming down the ocean uh with the flare and all those uh, trench creatures are like swirling down around them it was so i mean it was on par with like the last jedi scene where they jump to light speed and go through the uh the big ship and it's like super quiet and like really breathtaking and beautiful i thought it was kind of it was almost like that how how good it looked
0: yeah and um you said like probably the perfect description um after we left the theater it was like it was a comic book on screen yep. like the scenes like that that usually you only get visually in a panel with like someone drawing by hand you know or digitally whatever you know that's yep. not the point but um just a lot of those shots really felt like you know, you could feel the origin of where this character came from in that movie, you know, like they really paid respect to that genre.
1: Yeah. I thought it was really good that they decided to go full comic book, especially with uh, the battle scenes, which were kind of amazing. And even just the talking underwater, as opposed to justice league, where Mara had to make this water bubble pocket of, of air in underwater for them to speak doesn't really make a lot of sense if you're living underwater to yeah, have to do I'm glad that. that
0: they didn't just like stick with that. Yeah, yeah. definitely.
1: Speaking of the, the character himself, he's obviously much different movie version than he is in the comic books. Yeah. How did you...
0: I feel like I, the comic book version, he's very, I don't know, almost goody two shoes. Aquaman, this one's like definitely like rough and ready and like... um I don't know, carries the weight of some baggage, like, you know. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, they
1: did take a lot of that baggage from the comics, right? Yeah, his, I know, but... Doesn't it doesn't belong in under, his underwater right? kingdom guess, or on the land, and I he's kind of in between.
0: Jason Momoa, like, maybe just grittier? Yeah. It's a grittier version
1: than, yeah, like... and I don't know, He he's just... He's definitely, like, more sarcastic, I think, mm-hmm. and just his whole demeanor is not the same as in the comics which i just I didn't really care because it was kind of awesome but yeah. i did like you know jeff johns kind of with the new 52 uh took over the aquaman and mm-hmm. you know we read that for quite a while and really enjoyed it and he had a lot of input i think in this movie
0: i really did enjoy the new 52 aquaman i yeah. know that like a lot of the new 52 stuff just kind of turned into crud but yeah uh-huh. it did
1: but that was pretty good and Kelly Sudakonic just took over we got the f- first issue of her run i don't think you have no. but uh it was good and uh i don't know some what do i i guess the only other thing about the movie is just the other characters and how you how you thought they um kind of translated i mean i thought Manto was was pretty awesome
0: yes me too i thought it was yeah i mean it was just really cool yeah the I, costume I, I, was
1: like straight out of the comics with the helmet and it yeah. was Uh, they
0: made that they made that costume believable in today's world like as a comic book villain like you don't really think about like if that was like a real-life person standing in front of you with that crazy helmet you'd kind of just be like that's ridiculous so they made it not ridiculous as like a live on-screen presence yeah Yeah.
1: and and mara was i thought really good too i the only thing that i wish had been a little like i know that her hair is supposed to be red but like it was a little distracting, how red it was, oh the, really? like the wig I just thought it was I mean, and I knew it was gonna be like that, obviously, it's not her first um appearance in a movie. she was in Justice League, but
0: I did not find it distracting. no, it's no. like
1: yeah, it was yeah, it was red anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I just thought it was all it was so it was so good, like it was the
0: costumes were great,
1: yeah, I mean the, like Nicole like Kate underwater. Kim's- seahorses that they ride and stuff. Oh, gosh, <laughs> it yeah. Just, it was straight out of the comics. Yeah, yeah. Nicole Kidman was good. And uh, who was it, Orm, the Ocean Master? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is his name?
0: I don't know. He's been in a lot of things.
1: Yeah, Patrick Patrick Wilson.
0: Yeah, what's he been in?
1: Uh a lot of stuff. Why is IMDb on the computer so much harder to use than on the phone? <laughs> anyway, he, he was in, like, uh, The Conjuring, The Conjuring 2... Uh, I don't think we saw the second conjuring, but Mm-mm. we saw the conjuring and he was in Watchmen. He was,
0: um, Oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And then Willem Dafoe is Volko. It was all just so good. I don't yeah. know. We don't have to spend too much more time on Aquaman. <laughs> no. Yeah. But,
0: but strong recommend. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll move on to the new comic book series from Kieran Gillen. Die. From Stephanie Hans, which I, I didn't know much about it going in. I had seen it in the previews catalog. Uh, I just picked up the second issue, yesterday Mm -hmm. and uh i I guess i didn't even have it on my poll. i must have pulled it off the the rack for number one and it wasn't in my poll for number two so i pulled it off and pulled it off the rack and haven't put it on my list but i did that because it's good Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) it's it's really surprisingly i don't know well not surprisingly because i really like a lot of karen gillen's like storytelling yeah
1: the wicked and the divine that i think just ended or is ending yeah we kind of that one kind of fell off of our um yeah regular reads
0: mm-hmm. i i would like to go back and finish it mm-hmm. i am interested in reading phonogram i liked when they did young avengers or yeah, when he young did avengers young avengers very was good. really really good so um i haven't really read anything of his that i disliked yeah um or that i actually you know i mean I, i've really liked just right. about everything i read not even just felt neutral so
1: yeah and there was kind a of good an easy
0: buy for us right
1: yeah yeah, there was a, a really good interview with, with him and the artist. I'm trying to find it. I still have it up here somewhere. I just don't remember what website. It was on the Hollywood Reporter. Where they just talked about their desire to work with each other and where the idea came from. But, I mean, basically it's a RPG come-to-life comic book story. And there's like a corresponding actual game. So, I don't know. Like me and you haven't really delved too far into that world our son Courtney has kind of uh, put his put his toe in. He's, yeah. he's getting into it a little bit, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, never. I've never. Yeah, um, me either. But like D&D and Dungeons and & Dragons and stuff like that. And he likes magic and, and D&D, I guess.
0: Yeah, but mm-hmm. magic is like a card game. Yeah. It's not the same thing.
1: I don't, yeah. I know it has cards. I just, I, I thought the other games had cards as well. <laughs> That's how much I know about it. No, just it. the die. So, That's, yeah. And I didn't even know that that is what the title referred to when I picked it up.
0: Yeah, me either, (laughs) which (laughs) is interesting um, because on the cover, too, it's like a spread out version. Yeah, I liked
1: on the the inside of the second issue, the cover, the inside of the cover on the second issue. You know, you asked me if it was on the first one because it didn't look familiar, Mm -hmm. but it lists the characters. And then it has the the die that that belongs to each of them. Mm -hmm. And it has it kind of laid out. Unfolded or whatever.
0: If you were gonna make it two dimensional and then like cut out the form and put it back together.
1: Yeah, it was it was good. So we've we both read the first two issues. The overall story is kind of like Jumanji meets it. Where they get pulled into this game that was that one of the six childhood friends created, pulled into this world based on the game he created. Then they show up a couple years later, they've been missing and you know, it jumps forward in time to where they're all older, adult. I think it was like twenty-seven years because it was, it was 91, 1991 to the present day.
0: Oh, right. So twenty-five years though after the last right. time we left them. So twenty-five, yeah. twenty-seven years from when they first yeah. got sucked in.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and and they all have to kind of come together to to finish fighting this evil thing to finish the game, mm-hmm. sort of. So that's kind of like Jumanji, but also like. Childhood and then adulthood, kind of fighting the same fight, is kind of like it. That's how I, yeah, that's kind of really saw cool. It. But yeah, uh, I don't know. What what did you think about the art?
0: I loved it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's really. It I, when I first picked it up, I thought it was maybe by Clayton Crane, the same guy who did Rye, the Matt Kent
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, run on Rye, because it kind of has that feel. But it is. I mean, it's different, but it's really appropriate i guess for the story she talked about how she spent a lot of time trying to build the world and what it would look like we haven't seen too much of of the world it's been mostly the characters yeah
0: and also her having like a a real interest in like fantasy art Mm -hmm. like do you remember like the 80s style like rock like fantasy posters that people would have or whatever you know um i do feel like it has that feel to it with but like Uh, updated and not so um uh tacky yeah you know
1: like i said we we've never been like super into that kind of fantasy but i i thought like just the costumes that they wear when they go Mm -hmm. back to the uh i don't what's the world called i don't remember i could have taken better notes maybe maybe it doesn't have a name
0: i yeah i don't know I did have to look up some stuff like terminology that's in there that people who like are into RPGs would already know. Yeah. Um. So I guess the one thing about this book is it's sort of, it assumes its readers aren't are knowing what's going on mm-hmm. or knowing like, like the the nuances of this kind of world. Um. And I don't dislike that because we have information at our fingertips to look it up. And I like that it doesn't waste time on exposition explaining things to people, um, who might not necessarily know what a a G is. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that correctly.
1: Yeah. I I don't know either. I had to look up the word for sure. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, um, and I, I did look it up, but like things like that, that are, um, you know, like it, it doesn't assume that you're ignorant. It just assumes that you're going to do your due diligence and and know what these things are. But for also, sure,
1: at the same time, I think it does do a good job of kind of explaining without that right. straight up narrative.
0: Right, like you know what it is, yeah. but you, even if you haven't like read, like it does let yeah. you know, like. There's it's just really blocks. well, well yeah, it's Yeah, it's very well thought out and just like, like from all the angles.
1: Yeah, I, during the, uh, in the interview, I think he said, you know, the RPG stuff is really zeitgeisty right now yeah
0: it is getting bigger yeah
1: i don't know if it's like i'm sure it's not like solely related to things like uh stranger things
0: yeah i don't know maybe
1: i mean that's probably just a small part of it it's got to be that plus places maybe popping up more frequently it's it's a good like uh you know a lot of the i stopped at a couple comic book stores when we first moved down here because it said it was a comic book store and they're like oh yeah we're just doing the cards now and they have like it's like a good gathering place for mm-hmm. people to come together and i don't i don't know if they spend money there too they must cuz somebody's paying the rent on that area that they're using <laughs> but right. the book does kind of get into a little bit of like the gatekeeper aspect of you know this the real world rpg and kind of geek culture or whatever
0: Gatekeeper, like the Grandmaster yeah. character. I well, don't
1: know. no, like people who are like super into that stuff, and they feel like some kind of ownership over it. And if oh, you don't know yeah. exactly what's going on, then you don't really belong there, and you shouldn't even have any interest. Basically, yeah. I don't know, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll definitely. Uh, I mean, I added it to our pool, so we're gonna keep keep mm-hmm. reading it for at least a little while. Yeah. So, anything else for for die?
0: No, I really like it, though. Yeah,
1: that's good. And we will move on to our book club book. Right. Um, we so, apologize. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: not only did it take us a long time to read, it's also taken us a long time to record yeah. after having completed it.
1: Right. So the details are a little fuzzy. Right. And uh, I don't know. We'll just, we'll just do what we can.
0: Yeah, we can do like a general overarching feel themes maybe maybe get into some stuff
1: so again it was history of wolves
0: by emily fridland yes uh this was her first novel right which is one of my favorite things are reading first novels um especially ones that have been shortlisted for the man booker um which a side note i did complete my goal of reading oh you read
1: all the 2018
0: all the 2018 shortlist. Uh, I
1: did not know that.
0: Yep. Yeah, I did them all. <laughs> well,
1: congratulations. Thank you. Might have been the only goal that we achieved last year.
0: <laughs> By we, I don't mean <laughs> We're you. We're a team.
1: We're a team. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just take all the credit when you want it. <laughs> Supported you, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, but, um, so that's my new goal for this year as well, as far as the literary goal is hmm. to read all of the shortlist. Um, man book or list
1: well do we want to announce our next book club book
0: no we'll, we let's do it at the end
1: okay I just kind of fell under the I know category. <laughs> but so I don't know what I guess I don't know the the book was, was really good I thought the prose was beautiful like the, the setting how she described the place she's from Minnesota but she's not from like the Minnesota in this book right she's from the city yeah yeah and, uh, you know, this one's kind of set in the, I don't want to say backwoods, but it's kind of. Very rural. Yeah. And I guess just briefly, I don't know if you want to describe the book.
0: Yeah. Um, so it's about this girl named Linda, who also maybe has a few other names, M- Madeline, Maddie, um, and. Tommy freak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um it talks about sort of her relationship with, I guess, nannying for this little boy named Paul and also sort of a, a relationship kind of with this girl that she goes to school with, kind of on a separate side note. They're, they're kind of parallel right. stories. Um, and how, whether, whether or not, like it kind of talks about the culpability Of her being involved in this young boy's death, right? Um, You know, um, so it explores that story, Um, and I'm not really giving anything away, as we know in the very first paragraph of the book that the the little boy dies. So, yeah, it it talks about like the lead up and the aftermath and um, of of the complicated scenarios, yeah.
1: And the author, she, I guess, originally it was like just the the first chapter was kind of this short story that won some kind of competition. And she just decided to expand on that. And she added a little bit to the first chapter Mm -hmm. uh, to kind of weave in the rest of her tale. Mm -hmm. And there was an interview on this Powell's books website that uh, that was pretty good with the author talks about the themes of like thinking and action and responsibility and guilt or complicity. And, you know, I, again, it, a combination of, I'm just kind of a, um, a simple reader, maybe mm-hmm. like we have these conversations about the book and he, you, know, you get to explain things to me, but also like <laughs> when I was going back and reading, you know, the interviews and some of the other reviews and stuff on the book, First of all, I didn't even, I don't want to say I didn't get it because when I went back and found in the book where it talks about why it's called History of Wolves, it just like explicitly states it when it's talking about like how there's, you know, there's no alpha wolf and, you know, people assume different roles in different settings or relationships. And, you know, I can totally see that on the back end when it's, you know, when we go back and look at it, which I guess is what... uh, you know, a book club, per se, is for. Yes. Um, I know
0: people should write in their questions when they're reading along with us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we have a contact us <laughs> page on the, our website, yeah. But We
0: also have, you know, that email address, yes, at gmail.com. That
1: is true. We have both those things. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's really hard to keep up with that email traffic on that.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes but I do what I can. (laughs) I delete the one piece of junk mail that goes there every year. (laughs) But, but then you, you kind of look at those, uh, the relationships in the book, plus like the, like you said, the parallel storylines, like, you know, there's the family that, that she kind of gets involved with by taking care of the kid and, um, the the mother who she really likes. And when the father eventually shows up, it's kind of this weird tension, tension with them. And, that's just going to be uh, probably a constant while we yeah, <laughs> record we Jake making noise in the back. But uh, yeah, so the the relationship with them and between Linda and the, the father, Leo, but also the relationship between Leo and Patra, who's the mom, you know, he was kind of an, an older guy, her professor at school who, and they ended up getting together. And, you know, the other relationship that's kind of parallel in the book is Lily, the girl at school, and Mr. Grierson, mm-hmm. who was a you know transfer teacher from California who was eventually accused of um, inappropriate, inappropriate relationship yeah. with the with the minor and you know that how that all kind of you know, I never put those two relationships together mm-hmm. as far as teacher, student. Uh, and then there's the whole um, part of the book that kind of deals with religions and how people decide to live their life based on that. Like Mm -hmm. uh, Linda grew up in this commune that has since kind of fallen apart. I don't think, I don't know if that was like religious. Like, I don't remember. Yeah. might've been.
0: Well, I don't really remember either, but I think that there is some, some kind of role with that, Um, you know, but also just the way Linda's mother views. Oh yeah, yeah. Religion too is interesting. Um, she's sort of a reluctant religious person. Like, yeah. You know. And
1: can't really decide on like a, a faith, right? She's right. Just always like looking at different But, and then there's also the uh, Leo and Patra who have the four year old Paul. And they, it's kind of revealed that they're Christian scientists and their beliefs on modern medicine are kind of what leads to leads to them not getting medical care for their son and him dying. Uh, when, when in the book did you, did you like know right away that they were like Christian scientists? No, I yeah. didn't.
0: It was interesting cause I, I think um, I don't know. Oh my gosh, there's so much noise right
1: now. <laughs> Ridiculous.
0: I, t- I guess I don't know enough about Christian scientists Yeah. or Christian science um to to have like picked up on some of those clues um because they were definitely there right um it, it wasn't you no know, blatantly stated um until much later but like i think about when i did figure it out was i think when they went on their trip
1: yeah um and that's part of that tension between leo and linda is is it kinda comes from the way that he is um I don't know if I'd say standout. He's very his conversations with her are like very cursory and not he doesn't really want the her to be involved in their life once he gets there, it seems mm-hmm. like. Like he kinda makes this half hearted effort to engage with her in conversation about anything except for Paul, who she's ostensibly there to, you know, take care of. Mm-hmm. So I guess, you know. One of the questions with with her character with Linda is like how complicit is this fourteen year old what responsibility does she bear for for what happened to the the kid and she you know she obviously knew that something was off but didn't right follow so, through
0: There are a lot of things in the story that show how smart this girl is and how like this whole story, like the very first paragraph, the very first chapter of the story um, talks about, you know, the person that she saw die or known to be dead for the first time was taken away in an ambulance. And everyone was wondering why the lights and sirens weren't on. And she's like, they're all stupid. You know, like that's like shows that she sort of has, this intuition, this understanding of things that other people, that her age aren't necessarily um, getting. And a lot of that is because she's very self-sufficient at home, all of these things that she is knowledgeable about in the world, and yet this thing happens in her presence. It makes you think about about guilt and how, she's a minor, she is, you know, how much of that does fall on her and how does it affect her life? I mean, we see a lot of different things in her timeline. This story is nonlinear. Yeah. And, um, we go and we jump to this place where she's older and it discusses, you know, her life and the current situation, just sort of in almost a blase manner where it's just, you know, um, well, there's this and there's this and this is how this happened. And anyway, I mean, that's just interesting, especially the letter that she ends up writing, Mr. Gerson, you know, and yeah, it's weird
1: how she like follows him on the, um,
0: the tracker, yeah. but it's also like she wanted somebody to tell him, I think you're innocent, which is maybe something that she's seeking for herself.
1: Right. Yeah. So I guess one of my biggest things with the book and I read this, um, you know, obviously, it's a been a very well-received book. But I, I read a, a review in The Guardian, I think, that talked about it in, in less than glowing terms. And it was like, you know, it puts everything right up front. Like, there's no there's no real tension about what's going to happen. And they weren't, like, super invested in the characters. And I don't know. I I was I guess I was just wondering how you felt when you read the book. Because I think one of the things that... You know, maybe made it take so long for me is like I really I do like the way it's written, but I wasn't super invested in in the characters or the book itself,
0: interesting. So, as far as you know, tension for what's going to happen, um, I think the point is the book is is not about what happens but how that affects this one person right. and it's really and i know it's written from linda's point of view but how reliable is she and um i w- was very interested i mean i i do feel like i wish i had more stuff from her adult years more of the like aftermath like how things affected her rather than sort of the small snapshots i found yeah. that to be more interesting but i can see how this would be a book that would be hard for hard for other people to to invest in my favorite thing about literature in general is how it teaches about the human condition and right. humanity and so viewing it from that angle it's not you know mystery or yeah. suspense i mean i do like those kinds of stories, as well. They're very fun to read. Um, but I feel like the exploration in this book was not about that,
1: yeah. I just, you know, I didn't necessarily agree with the with the tension of the book, not or being like that big a deal. It did just make me think, like, well, I didn't really care about the people in the book.
0: I just feel like I didn't care so much. It's like I, I I
1: mean, sometimes you just don't need to care
0: well, no, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, but now that you've said it, I really did not have that much emotion towards Paul's death. And maybe right. that is because we knew up front. He's kind of annoying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but kids are. But um, which is interesting. I never really thought of it. From that angle. So, that is a a really valid point. Like, this huge event that happens, and you're kind of just like, oh.
1: Yeah, especially coming off of a book like 4321 that we read.
0: Right, where you're so emotionally invested in everything. Yeah, and you
1: really have to be because that sucker is thick. Yeah.
0: Um, (laughs) But I did feel a lot of emotional tension, like more with Linda and Patra's relationship. I think that's where I felt the tension um especially you know when they're on break at the trial like that scene was very emotional yeah. um and i was wondering what was going to happen there there was some suspense there for me um so i i can i mean i see that that is valid overall i still really enjoyed this book though
1: Yeah. i guess that's that's all i had for history of wolves did you have anything else no,
0: I mean, I had some other notes that we didn't touch on, but I don't feel like that they're necessarily like, you know, but, um, yeah, I mean, I guess, some um, light recommend.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, I think worth, worth reading. And it's, it's, it's not that long. It's like 250, 60 yeah, pages. It's actually not long. Yeah. <laughs> so we just, Dread everything about it just kind of got waylaid by whatever.
0: Well, and life happened. Yeah.
1: So our next book is also by a first time author and it also is also on the shortlist for the man booker for twenty
0: You're gonna have to remind read, me because I don't remember. But you <laughs> said,
1: you must have read all the twenty seventeen books. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. It like, twenty doesn't, all doesn't make any sense because twenty eighteen just ended.
0: Yeah. So sorry, the twenty seventeen man booker. So now this one I have is this on year the 2018 to read the twenty eighteen man booker, booker.
1: shortlist. But it's by Daisy Johnson and it's called Everything Under, if anybody cares.
0: And wants to read along.
1: Yeah. Should we order it the today, book? It today, yeah. Or should we just Kindle?
0: Uh, Kindle's so hard, but it does make things um, easier when we're, when we're both trying to read it.
1: That's true. I do like having books on the shelf, though.
0: Um, uh, <laughs> <we're, Yeah. laughs> We'll discuss that later when we talk about my new tidying up mm-hmm. um, impulse and lifestyle change.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we should decide quickly, but we will get it. Right. Okay. And uh, I think that will probably wrap up this episode, and we'll jump into our top movies next. So stay tuned.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or tune in again next time.
1: Yeah, yeah, that one. (laughs) It was fun. (laughs) It was smart. We liked it.